The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. Love the 80s? Then you'll love Virgin Radio 80s Plus. Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. From Sons of Anarchy to The Gentleman, our next guest always sets your screen and our Sinead on fire. He stars... It's not just Sinead, by the way. <laughs> Count me in. He stars in a new space opera, Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, which hits Netflix later this month. So please welcome an actor who's anything but humdrum. He's Charlie Hunter. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Thank you for having me. My goodness me. This is a production and a half, isn't it? It certainly is. It's certainly is. Netflix's biggest ever commission over close to $400 million. That's right. Apparently. Above my pay grade, but But we spent a lot of money. Two movies. Two films. Actually, technically four. So we shot part one and two simultaneously, and there are going to be an extended cut of both of those films also comes out. So, you know, they did get four movies for that $400 I love it. I love it. The biggest thing, uh, the most expensive thing Netflix has ever commissioned, it is exclusive to Netflix, and part one of Rebel Moon, which is called uh, Child on Fire. is A Child of Fire. A Child of Fire. Sorry, um, so it's on fire from what I saw. <laughs> Everybody's on That's fire. That's a different here. movie. One point or another. Uh, it's out two weeks tomorrow, out on Friday the 22nd of December, and then you're given a few months to get over that, and part two is in May. So it's a, this is how you would release a proper sort of um, double bill of movies in a Star Wars kind of fashion or a, an Avatar kind of thing. Yeah, optimally. I mean, I think that, that 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 was the idea. Zach had a very large world that he'd been you know, thinking about for 20 some years and yeah. I think this is really just the first about the first third of it but he felt like he needed two films to tell the story he's been building towards this his whole life hasn't he let alone his career yeah I think so I mean you know he is uh, he's a really a true artist I mean I, I've got a, such a great appreciation for you know really just how he lives in the in the workings of you know of, of his process I mean he really just sort of lives in this world constantly he's not really interested in you know fame or fortune yeah. or any of the Hollywood trappings he is just very content to be in a room creating his world drawing his creatures and you know and when when you gets to actually go and do it and bring the whole thing to life is just like a kid in a candy yeah. store just having a lovely time and they say you can't trans- transmit what you don't have you know and the best way to give it is to live it and we know that things land with with more gravitas the more of those that flavor they have about them you know we know that from George Lucas and Star Wars and you know all the great filmmakers they so mean it yes and you know this whole thing about a couple of weeks ago somebody said to me it's not about the action it's about the energy behind the action and I 
since since they said this to me, it's just yeah, changed my beautiful. whole perspective on life. Tom Hanks was sitting in that chair yesterday, uh-huh. and it wasn't what he said, although it was what he said, and it wasn't what he's done, although it was what he's done. It was the, his energy behind it, because he really means it all. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, your purity of intention. I mean, I, I really do think that um, it's it's a wonderful and a very privileged position to be in, but, you know, it's, it's also incredibly difficult, you know, to show up and be the leader and have all of this responsibility and all of this money being riding on you know one's one's output and i think unless you truly love it interest unless it's sort of you know the central thing that's compelling you in your life yeah, yeah. Uh, there are other ways to make a living that probably be slightly less stressful but <laughs> yeah. those that have to do it feel as though they have to do it and, it's like and, breathing yeah and zach is is uh, our right, director so, certainly so one of them zach's name is all over this it's i mean it's, it's front and center when you watch the trailers and you watch the movie you know it is there zach snyder's dream come to life 400 million dollars almost netflix here we go two weeks tomorrow um friday december 22nd exclusive to netflix so, Charlie, you need to take everybody through the sto- the beginnings of the story. We don't want to get to the end. There's so many spoilers all the way through. It's one of those ones, yeah, isn't it? it is. Um, should we talk about Cora? How do we? How do you want to start the conversation off? Should we talk about the main character? Or? Yes, sure. I mean, it's uh, you know we're we're several um, hundred years, you know, maybe a couple of thousand years into the future. You know, the the time frame is non non specific, but we have become a multi planet species. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, we have not evolved out of some of the. Um, you know, elements of the human condition that plague us now. And so there's still, you know, warfare, but it's yeah. happening on an intergalactic um, level and there's scarcity of uh, resources. And so Cora uh, has found herself, um, you know, as as part of a regime um, and, and broken off and found herself in a little yeah. corner of so, the galaxy. So you don't have a farm in, in this new world. You have a planet that's a farm, a moon that's a farm. Yeah, this 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 moon of Velt is just a sort of a, a an obscure little rock hanging in space and they're from an agricultural background and they're just existing and, yeah. you know, very quietly until they get discovered to be rich in resources and then that becomes a curse for them. Little do they know that one of the farmhands is Cora. Is Cora. Well, how much do we say about double what's ninja? Exactly. She is. Uh, she has got the stuff. She's got the requisite training and the uh, the look in her eye that when she's been adopted by this um, by this new community and sort of accepted as one of their own and the um, this this. Um, ruling party that she used to be part of uh, come and try to take more than their you know than their equitable they picked share on the wrong farm yeah they they pick a fight with the wrong girl and uh, she she then i don't know how much to say about this stop so stop me if, I'll, um, I'll try to if i'm going too far she's then sort of she charges herself with the acquiring the mustering of a helpful troop right you know the sort of the 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 seven samurai archetype of origin story so yeah. she yeah she she realized this that she you know wants to take the fight to the um you know the unbeatable the baddies. baddies uh and need some help and so she, she comes across you yes exactly a a lovable rogue who's out there you know sort of on the edges of the intergalactic society and um decides he's uh he's going to help her you know uh presumably is seemingly motivated by a little altruism and a little just um you know 
maybe he fancies her a little bit, maybe he pities them, thinks that this is you know, a rather foolish uh, you know, um, endeavor that they've embarked upon. And yes, maybe we'll find out what it is. Maybe if you get to the end of the movie, yeah. you'll maybe see his true intention. Uh, the end of um, part one of uh, the double movie, Offred. So your, your character, Kai, is one of seven. One of seven. Right. How do I they believe. differentiate? How Can you explain to people listening who the gang might be, what the characters are? Yeah, so we've, you know, we, we've, we've all come from our sort of different... I think the idea is that uh, we all originally originated from Earth, that most of us are in somewhat homo sapien form that have gone off and populated other planets. And as the overarching um, sort of uh, authority has taken hold, each of those planets have become compromised. And, you know, so we all have uh, different, but, you know... a along the similar theme of um, our homes and freedom being compromised and uh, and we decide it's time to come together and bring the fight to the bad man some good fights pretty good fights some good spaceships <laughs> <laughs> yeah I learned to I got to fly a spaceship which was very exciting <laughs> yeah I did you know it's harder than you think you know it's you know, reverse around the corner. Yeah. You know, three parallel park. All it's of very these type Fifth of things. Element. I love all. I love it all. Do you know what I mean? It's so cool. It's so cool. It's a great world, isn't it? People are going to fall in love with this so much. I think so. You know, we. It, it was fun because Zach likes, uh, although it is a lot of sort of CGI creation. The immediate world that we were interacting with was all actually practical. I mean, hence the four hundred million. We built a lot of sets and a yeah. lot of it was actually real but then the you know the 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 um, backdrops were all rendered after the fact and it's interesting it's hard to I mean we've seen a lot of space at this point right or yeah. a lot of uh, filmmakers versions of space and kind of difficult to reimagine that and make it singular and feel original and I was really proud and excited when I finally saw the film and that was revealed because obviously we didn't see any of that on the day and I thought I thought Zach did a really beautiful job and in, in, in just that world creation that it did feel as though we were getting a glimpse into worlds that we hadn't seen before you love it don't you i do Good for you i, I do think it's so cool do you know what i was i was surprised in a way how much i loved it i really loved i i, I like zach a lot i met him um in 2005 when he was making 300 and i had had a period where i'd been so thoroughly unemployed for about two years and was completely broke and then just the way life works sometimes i got these two great offers at the same time um so i'd been offered alfonso Cuaron's children of men and then zach offered me 300 at the same time uh, but i was already committed to doing children of men and right. and uh it was you know a chance to come back to the uk and shoot so so i did that but i've been watching zach for years and you know just thinking he was you know a, just a truly a real artist and so sincere about the work he does i think sometimes that you know because uh, he works in a very big scope um, sometimes that kind of gets lost. And on, honestly, I think it got lost a little bit, just how pure his process is and how much he truly lives to for the opportunity to bring these worlds to life for us. You've also been directed by our very own Guy Ritchie. Yes, as twice. Have, as have I. Oh, is that right? Mm. What did you do with Guy? He got Vinnie Jones to stick my head down a toilet. Really? Yeah. A real toilet working? A real toilet, yeah. Did he give it a little bit of a flash first? I mean, no, was no. It, was it a clean straight toilet? Straight down there. It was, um, yeah, it was interesting. Uh -huh. <laughs> was, this, was, this, was this like um, based on an old beef? No, Had so you was, given him a bad review no, well, in the no, past? No, it was the opposite. Or? So Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, he just made it. 
I went to see it. I was hosting TFI Friday at the time and a couple of the members of the cast were due on. And so we thought it'd be interesting to make an opening title sequence of Vinnie Jones basically lock-stocking me in all the ways possible before the titles. Right. The titles <laughs> sure. Guy arrived there, he said, um, Mr. Evans, because he always calls you Mr. You know, that's yeah. how it works, isn't it, Mr. Yeah. Hammond? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Evans, uh, would you like me to direct this one? And I said, yeah, because he wouldn't want that until he till Vinnie Jones sticks your head down the toilet. He says, harder, Vinnie, come on. Come on, Mr. Jones. Mr. Evans, Mr. Evans, are you feeling it? <laughs> That's what he's like, then. Yeah. <laughs> and what did you say? Yes, Mr. <laughs> Richie. <laughs> that was about it, really. Um, so you, you're famous for two biker gangs. Yes. Okay, would you yes. like to recount the two biker gangs? And well, one of them must have been the Grove, right? Biker, the biker Grove. Grove. Yes, that's where I started my career. Do you mind us asking you about this? No, not at all. What do you want to know? I I don't really know. I never saw it. Um, But uh, I want to play the theme tune. So how did Biker Grove um, uh, help you with your preparation for Sons of Anarchy? Which is also by it's a different it's a bike grove of a different kind. Isn't yeah, it? I'm not quite sure, but you know what? I think just living in Newcastle uh, prepared me for Sons of Anarchy. Right. Okay, I didn't see Biker Grove. Of course, I was around. Other people, I was too old for it. Did you love? Biker I love Biker Grove. Biker Grove was like after school. Do you remember Charlie in Biker Grove? I don't remember you in it. No, I mean I Blink. You were in it because well, you were in it in '97, '98. That sounds yeah, about right. I was about 18 by then, so I wasn't watching Biker Grove. You anymore. were, you liar. To be fair, if you blinked, you would have missed me. I was not a big character in it. I think I had three or four. Yeah, on your way to JD Sports. In JD Sports. In JD Sports. I was discovered. That's where my career started. I was at Cumbria College of Art and Design right. studying film. Uh, desperately had wanted to work in film. On Christmas Eve, I think 97 or 98, I don't remember, I had a foolproof Christmas shopping system, which was <laughs> I would do zero Christmas shopping until Christmas Eve. Then I would go and get very drunk at about from about 11 till 1. And then I would go Christmas shopping. And I was in JD Sports, um, a little drunk, trying on some, <laughs> Uh, some tennis shoes and this lady was staring at me so I just blew her a kiss and it turns out her name was Elizabeth Bins and she was the production manager of Biker Grove and asked me if I'd ever thought about acting I said well as it happens yeah and that was that was the beginning and so then she she asked me to come in and do an audition they were doing this huge search for this um, for this new character they were going to introduce to the show and I was the guy uh, until I auditioned and didn't get the job but you got it Thought I was, yeah. They pitied me and gave me, uh, you know, three so episodes. So how were you on it? I did three episodes, three episodes, and I think I had maybe, you know, one or two lines. So it was your episodes. first acting job. That was my first acting job. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and so for and people who don't know, Sons of Anarchy, which was hugely successful, wasn't it? It was a big show. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to just pitch? Just give us the elevator pitch for that, because you can still watch it all. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was an FX show uh, that's now, I believe, on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's about a motorcycle club, contemporary motorcycle club oh, in Disney California. Plus. I, I saw it on Disney Plus. Oh, is it on Disney Plus Sorry. now? Yes, Disney Plus for Hulu. Yeah, exactly. Since uh, that that makes sense. Um, so on Hulu in the US, Disney Plus the rest of the world. Uh, uh, about a California biker gang. Um, biker, you nearly went to Biker Grove. Yeah. California biker <laughs> gang. Why I? Um, a little trip. 
Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we did that for eight years, and and uh, I am currently, you know, potentially, uh, you know, we'll get into it. I'll come back next year and talk about that. It's too early. I realized. Oh, I was you gonna, nearly did something I, I, then. Yeah. I was that, gonna, was, that means you're relaxed and you might like us because you were being yeah, all friendly there. That's right. That well, listen, cool. you know, I was just gonna tell secrets, which you know is beyond friendly. <laughs> no, then, I know. Then I know. We're I know. In the, so I can't believe that um, Sons of Anarchy finished in 2014. Mm, is that right? Is it, no. Yes, that'll be right. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Nine years That's, ago. It's yep. 10 years next yeah, year that it years. finished. I know. Wow. You know, if somebody said to me, Sons of Anarchy started about 10 years ago, I'd say, oh, that's about right. Yeah. Finished 10 years ago. I know. I mean, come on. We're talking about time being yeah. finally sliced before, weren't we? Yes. You've got to get on with it, haven't you? You really do. You've got to get on with it. Absolutely. Um, no, I feel that very much at this point coming out of the last five years and in my 40s now. You know, there's no right more away. There's no more time to mess about. Looking good, my friend. Thank you. The grey is coming in, though. It is It is coming in. Yeah, but it's look. you look amazing. You look so well. Oh, thank you. You look after yourself. I do. Tell us about that. Uh, I eat right. I you know. Sleep well. I sleep well. Sleep is the big one. Super sleepers. I've been I've been reading a lot about the glymphatic system. You yeah. know the the flushing of the brain uh-huh. at night, and you know you need to be very well hydrated. You want to be in a cold room. I've been sleeping so well. I opened up being back in in the UK. I opened up all of the windows to maximum capacity in my hotel room, right. and have been sleeping. Wait, I woke up this morning. I could see my breath in the room, and I just Good slept so well. There. Yeah. What about um, fitness? I have a bit of a broken back right now. I have two ruptured discs in my back, so I've been really struggling for the last 18 months, uh, but I have to get back to it. I mean, I feel, you know, I've, I've been very fit for most of my adult yeah. life, and, and I really miss it. But you it, look but... like you respect yourself. Your skin looks good. Your eyes look really bright and white. Oh, well, thank you. Seriously, you look but great, it... man. You look great. You look like yeah. you've got more than, more than most people going on. Michelle from Snod's Edge. He doesn't want to oh, live in Snod's on, Edge. Michelle. Where is Snod's Edge? Michelle, even if you've made it up, we don't care. Mm. Snod's Edge. Let's Looking it up Snod's now. Edge. I love Charlie Hunnam. The chase scene in The Gentleman is one of the best things I've ever seen in Larry. What a movie, by the way. So Come this, on, this to is be why, in that film. You know, this is why Guy Ritchie is the man. So we were making that film in the sequence that people keep bringing up to me everywhere I go, particularly in the UK, is the sequence that um, that, that chase leads to with those kids under the underpass. And that's, that was never in the film, that scene. In no version. It was, I sort of just find them at the ends and grab the phone back uh, and Guy was so excited by these kids that showed up that day that he said you know these kids because I think they'd said something like nice desis about the car which w- he was said what is desis and desis are desert boots which means the rims of your car and I didn't know this either and that was enough to say to Guy like okay we need to get these kids in the film Love it. and so we Love shot it. that whole scene in 20 minutes with Guy just throwing out lines saying like ooh 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 now say to them now say to them and then I'll be gone like the darkness at dawn you know and he would just give these line readings and be able to work in real time he'd like go that off on one. yeah he's just you know he's a master nice Desi's lends itself to a scout accent doesn't it <laughs> nice Nice desies. Hey, mate. Nice desies there on your car, on your jam jar, mate. Morning, Chris. Amanda in Sutton. Loving hearing Charlie this morning. Such a varied career and sounds like a lovely, interesting guy. He does. You do come across. Let's hope you are. Because Tom Hanks comes across as quite a nice guy. I don't know if you've heard about this. Um, yeah, he's got, he's got it all going on. He's 67 years old, Tom Hanks. Is he? Yeah. Just still loving life. Interested, curious, all in. energetic. All in. So he sits there. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not like he said anything that he's saying before, which he probably has. It's not like he's got anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's thinking about anywhere or anything else. He's just totally in, present in the moment, in the pocket. Yeah. Even when I got the name of his production company wrong, I called it Pantone Productions. It's right. not Pantone, it's Playtone. Playtone, yeah. My question was going to be, why would you call your production company Pantone? He says, because we didn't. <laughs> it's called Playtone. <laughs> and it's on the corner of Wiltshire and Santa Monica. You know is, that place yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah, is that, is that how the interview started? Nah. We've done it before, but he's so cool, isn't no, he? he? So is. giving. Yeah. Oh, goodness me. Do you live in LA? I do for my sins. 25 years. I moved there when I was 18. You know, I, I spent, uh, I was in Newcastle until I was 12. And then I moved from Newcastle to the Lake District and just somehow got off on the wrong foot there. I, I got cornered by a boy. It was funny. I, le- I, I, done, I did the first term of school at Newcastle. My last day was Valentine's Day. And I got 13 cars from 13 different girls like I was quite like yeah, the to all of us, didn't I was really really popular and <laughs> then I had a week I had uh, I had half term and then I showed up at my new school in Penrith in my first hour uh, I got identified by an older boy as a new kid and he cornered me and he said uh, do you want to go and I didn't understand that that was sort of local vernacular for do you want to have a fight I just thought he meant do you want me to let you go and I said yeah I want to go and he punched me in the face and I thought oh goodness this is going to be a rough yeah. few years here and I got off onto sort of that trajectory and uh i don't know how i started talking about this what was the point of this story no la lake district you started up in newcastle lake district and then you somehow got to los angeles 25 years that's where we were yes i suppose so so then oh yes that was it thank you very much and so then i spent this six years in the lake district not really feeling like i was sort of living my life with not like a, a, gr- a, a really good community of friends or anything that was like really making me feel like i was you know really living my life yeah, yeah. and uh and so i would just dream i had this space and the lake district is gorgeous and i would training. just walk the the, the mountains in the and you know looking back in hindsight it was like such a fortunate time because I got to imagine what my life would be when I was able to have the freedom to go and live it completely and so I got uh, that's that was the point of this by the time I was 18 I was just absolutely committed to creating this life in American film for myself so I got on a plane at 18 and went uh, but that was 25 years ago now yeah yeah pretty so when that guy said that bully said do you want to go yeah what do you mean? The, the, the universe is like, to LA. To, to LA. LA. Do right. you want to go? And you said yes. Yeah. To LA. To, LA. To, to Hollywood. Good for you, mate. Good for you. And also, the lakes, you know, it's got a big L, it's got a big A. It's got LA in it, hasn't it? Mm. That's true. I love you that. know, I just returned this year. I went and did the Wainwright coast to coast walk from St. Bees to uh, Robin Hood's Bay, yeah. which my was my return. I'd never, I hadn't been back to the Lake District at all in 25 years. And it is spectacular up there. Do you know Mark Owen from Take That? I know who he is. Do you know he lives in Los Angeles? Oh, no. So he lives in Los Angeles. Um, he doesn't look dissimilar to you nowadays, Mark, actually. What literally, Handsome man. One of the nicest men you could ever wish to meet in really? your life. Honestly, I love Mark Owen. I genuinely love him. What is he doing with himself now? Well, take is that back, back, back. They're bigger than ever. He lives in LA. Goodness. He drives I, I, a Ford Bronco. Okay. Right? He goes That's down. He move. goes surfing every day down to Santa Monica Beach. Yeah. And he used to live in the lakes. Right. Yeah. So you should hook up with him. Did he grow up in the Lake District? Is he is he no, a Cumbrian no, he, born? No, he's um I think no, he's I don't know where he's from. I think he's more Manchester, but he when when 
Tay that enjoyed the first flushes of fame, he went and lived in the lakes because that was his vibe. And for the, for the Lake CLA, in a way, that's what I'm sort of, sort of mm. getting there. You know, Santa Monica Mountains, yeah. not dissimilar. Sure. But you should hook up with him, he's beautiful. I mean, if you have an appreciation for the natural world, LA is Mate. surprisingly, uh, you know, nourishing Mine. place. Mine. Do you? Yeah, I love Where it. do you stay when you go out there? We rent the same house every year for 28 days straight in, in Venice. Oh, in Venice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and we love it. Uh, can't move for the radio from the radio as Charlie Hunnam's voice is mesmerizing. So so is he. You got a great vibe, man. Oh, thank Seriously. you. Really nice, beautiful, totally wonderful from Bernadette in Edelsborough. Now late to pick up her mum. We must <laughs> apologize to her mum. You're gonna be late for your next thing if you don't go in a second. Penny from Morecambe, can you please ask Charlie if Shantaram is coming back? Lots of love. Unfortunately, Shantaram is not coming back. We did one season, it was incredibly difficult, and we um didn't unfortunately do quite a good well enough. enough job, well enough to uh, to justify another season, which is was very very sad for us all. But these things happen on a big job. Mate, you got to go. Um, I'd love you to stay, but you have to go apparently. So thank you for being here. Thank you it's very much for having me. Good Let's to see you Charlie. all. Come on. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Look at that, man. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. This is going to be something I'll remember. And that's a really lovely thing. I don't think I was able to do that in the past. And James Bay. Come on, lady. Don't you agree that everybody needs someone when they feel alone? Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash UK. No, unlike Sir Terry when he was working on The Breakfast Show on BBC Radio 2. You know, the joke's off the air. Oh, my goodness me. Unbroadcastable. If only we had somebody here that might be able to enlighten us further to those those nefarious goings-on uh, in between the links while the records were on the radio. Oh, yes, we do. Who might that be, please, Our Vassos? next guest is the foodie following in his father's fabulous broadcasting footsteps by luring celebrities into Soho and blindfolding them. <laughs> Episode one of his new podcast spooning is out today so please welcome the wogan with the slogan hark it's mark wogan good morning mark good morning that's that's extraordinary well done vassos I, I i'd like to say that i don't think my father ever lured anyone into soho and put a blind well we don't on. know do we no i think i can pretty safely say he didn't never I, did that. he often went missing between 9 30 and lunch um, where he was Some lunching. Some say he went missing between 7.30 and 9.30 as yeah, well. Yeah, that's but... interesting. Um, we have here Mark Wogan. I was a rebellious teen. The natural place to end up was in a kitchen. Your podcast is very foody. It's lots of other things, but its foundations are in food. Please speak to its format, first of all, Mark. Well, the whole idea behind it is <laughs> that there's no such thing as a bad ingredient, right? So outside of a religious belief or, or, or perhaps an allergy... People have things that they don't eat. They think, oh, I don't like peas. I mean, I don't know whatever a pea has ever done wrong, but it's like, I don't like peas. So what we do is, before somebody comes on, they answer a little questionnaire about their food loves, their food hates, and then we build a little menu. And we work towards a moment where I blindfold them and we feed them a spoon of something they say they love and then a spoon of something they say they don't interesting. like. But what's interesting is when you remove sight from the equation, mm. most people can't tell what they're eating. Yeah, we've done this with wine tasting before with cinnamon. Because if you, if you, if you um, 
sort of pinch your nose or put a nose clip on and you bring cinnamon into the room everybody thinks they don't know what it is then you taste it and it tastes like sawdust then you take the nose clip off the reverse nasal passage kicks in and you can you overwhelm with the smell of cinnamon and it's not dissimilar when it comes to sight well i do have a little sort of christmas based taste test for nice. you in my bag here excellent now, i didn't have a blindfold to hand uh-huh. but i have got a christmas hat that you could potentially Pull over your eyes so okay. you can't see. Who's yeah. going to be my guest? Not, I don't mind. Not victim. Who'd like I don't to mind. take Who'd it you? on? Rachel, you're excited. I'll be your guest. Okay. okay. So, here, chuck that on. Right. Pull, pull it over. We're going to your... pull the wool over your ears no, and need, your eyes. I need you to be completely blindfolded. There you go. Yeah. And what I'm going to do is... First off, <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's a good look. I've, I've, it's a great it's a good look. look. I've made these very myself. Cute. So I'm just I'm going to traverse across the studio and traverse feed, away, my friend. Feed her something. <laughs> yes. Now what you've got to try and do, open wide. Here we go. Uh huh. You've got to try and recognise that flavour. What have you got? Good there? game. Is it a chocolate brownie? It's close. It's close. So you've got chocolate. What other flavours have you got coming? Through? Oh, marzipan. Like well, almond. yes, sort of marzipan, but what? What? How do you make marzipan? Almonds. Exactly. I, you don't have a nut allergy, by the way, do you? No. Oh, good. That's a relief. <laughs> Just an oyster intolerance. So those are my Bakewell tart brownies. But oh. I, but I think they taste kind of Christmassy. Would you like one? I just want one anyway now. Yeah. That's delicious. Well, can, she, can she take the hat off? You can take... Well, no, no. <laughs> no. I quite like this. <laughs> I think it's a good one. Thank you, Mark. You Enjoy that. Yeah. There's one for you. Isn't it interesting? Eating with your eyes closed. Eating with your eyes closed. There was very famously um, a pitch black restaurant in London, wasn't there? They're still there. Dining in the dark. I did yeah. it for my sister-in-law's um, Hendo. Have you been? No, I've never been. It, the idea of it terrifies me. Okay. Now here... Oh, it's I've, brought sh- some more stuff, sh- man. Don't, 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 we can't swag. say what it is. I'm not going to say what it is. But there's a combination here. I know I'm off mic now, so I'll just shout a bit. But there's a combination here to hand. Uh-huh. So... Oh, my goodness. Try some of these. I so want to make reference to what this looks like. Oh, come on. A little bit of that on it. A little bit of that on that. Ooh. Oh, this is multi-layered. Mm-hmm. So this... It's coming your way, Rachel. Rach, you've got to take a bite out of this. Oh, Here okay. we go. You ready? Open uh-huh. wide. <laughs> Very <laughs> trusting. Oh. There we go. There we go. Serious trust there going go. on here. How do you feel? I'm going to leave the rest of it there. Is that a mince pie with brandy cream? Well, you see, are you sure it's brandy? Well, some sort of alcoholic cream. So that is that is my mince pie, and I think it's a new way of approaching the mince pie because what I do mm. is I make a Cointreau and Satsuma rind cream. To go with it. <laughs> now, can you have that? Because you don't drink either. You boil it down so the alcohol's out of it. Is that all right? Yeah, that's good. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, so we if, can have if, a few pints of this on Christmas yeah, Day. You could eat that whole tub, and it wouldn't have the slightest effect did on you. Did you make those mince pies? I did. They They're are delicious. the most beautiful-looking mince pies. I've not tasted one, but I can't wait. Are you uh, going to have one? I notice you, of course, you have to speak, don't you? So you oh. can't eat that yet. Yeah. Vassos. I've eaten you... it. It's delicious. You good? <laughs> mm. yeah. I've eaten it. Delicious. <laughs> would you like yes, some please. mince That's pie? Always with, uh, the mince pies look amazing. Pie with, with, with a little bit of uh, Cointreau cream on it. Mark Wogan. This is Mark Wogan, son of Terry Wogan. Mark is on the show to talk about his new podcast called Spooning. Mm-hmm. It's with this company, with News Broadcasting. It's all very, very exciting. And you filmed each one of these. I didn't realise you'd made so many until I watched your very handy sizzle reel yesterday. 
does display, doesn't it's it? What brilliant. we've been up to. Give give attempt people to the buffet with mention of what might be on it. Who so, might be on it? So coming up, we've got the first one today, which is Tom Kerridge. Then next Thursday will be Matt Tebbett. Uh-huh. And then on uh, the 21st, I think, if I've got the date right there, we have our Christmas special with our dear friend Ewan Venters yeah. and Jimmy Carr talking about all Together. things Christmas. They're like bezies, aren't they? They're they like bezies. You're their bezzy as well. Well, I sort of hang around on the periphery. So Ewan used to be the CEO of Fortnum & Mason. Yes. And now he's in charge of many amazing eateries. Don't you film things in his So we gaffs? film it at the Mount Street restaurant. They've got this fabulous room at the top they call the Games Room. Yeah. And Jamie Shears, who's the head chef there, helps and puts together all the sort of spoons for the guests and cooks all the amazing food that yeah. we serve to the guests. So... Luckily, it's not me cooking it. Doesn't it's, the Queen go there every Tuesday under cover of darkness? I couldn't possibly yeah, say. I think she does. But, I, I mean, I've got to thank Ewan for his support with this because he's been incredible. Yeah. And, you know, they let, they let us use the space and, 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 it, and it looks so beautiful on camera well, if, because if, it is beautiful. If this was a child, you and he would have conceived it together. Yes, we did. We did. And But... You are partially to blame for all of this. So if anybody doesn't Blame the ginger kid with specs? Well, (laughs) there was that day I was walking past the Audley pub. Yeah. And you and him were in the window. I casually waved... Yeah, we were out of Audley. Mm. Yes. And and you beckoned me in and I sat down and I was chatting away to various people, talking the usual tirade of rubbish that I had, Uh that that comes out of my mouth. And there was this nice man there, and he turned around to me and went, have you ever thought of doing radio? And I said, not really, it's more, more my dad's gig. Yeah. And he went, I think you should do it. And that's and I, Denny, our boss. That's Denny, your boss. And now your boss. Well, it, it seems that There's way, There's a Wogan on the payroll, it's all going to be all right. And it's partly, you're partly to blame, almost all to blame for me not drinking anymore. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, it's okay, I'm enjoying it, I'm really but, enjoying but it. But I have to say, yeah. I think what the fact that you've been very open uh-huh. about the fact that you're doing that, is it, just what it does is it makes it seem possible to people. <laughs> if you I know, can do if it. If you can do it. If Evans can get on the booze, <laughs> anyone, anyone can. can do it. The fact, I do think it's slightly unfair that you've forced your wife to do it as well. Mark, you know my wife. <laughs> Nobody can force her to do anything. Okay. Oh, I don't know. You idiot. It's the most <laughs> idiotic thing you've ever said since I've known you, which has been you know, basically the, the, forever. The strange thing is, Susan, my wife, she stopped for dry January. I mean, she has lived... We've been together 24 years, yeah. right? Congratulations. And, and you know, she wasn't shy of a drink, uh-huh. should we say. She liked to relax in the evening. This Jan- last January, yep. she stopped for dry January. She hasn't started again. See, this is the thing, isn't it? It's Incredible. the way forward. And she loves it. More and more people are doing it. I mean, she started throwing herself in ice now as well. Yeah, no, you do do other things. You do, like, you spend hours matching your clothes and stuff like that, apparently, is what I'm hearing. It's worth it. This is a strong look, Mark. Very impressive. Take us through Mark's Thursday radio look. Well, at the beginning, at the top. Well, actually, what I noticed about you, Mark, is you tend to go for a a, a basic sort of black layer and then you (laughs) build from there. That's your canvas. And then you accessorise. And today you've gone for hues of pink. Haven't you? Yes. Like the blush of a morning sunrise. Yes, we've got a range of pinks. It's fabulous. So <laughs> with we've a black got, base. With the black canvas. Yeah. Then So we've got a checkered pink and purple V-neck button-up. Cardigan, probably some sort of... It's a mohair. Sort of, it's a it's mohair. mohair, of course it is. Yeah. Uh, and then you've, you've really made that pop with your, your uh, black and pink and white Air Force Nikes uh, and, and pulled Jordans. it all... Air Jordans. Oh, Air Jordans. And, and it's a coral. 
Oh, is it coral? Yeah, it's coral. Wow. Well, it's you really being fashion, pulled into you? the pink by the well, jumper. I mean, this doesn't just... Uh, you know what? You know why I'm smiling? Because Rachel has noticed that this doesn't just happen. <laughs> A little bit of thought goes into this every day. Oh. I can. We can all sense the thought that's gone into it. And you've got ET socks. He's got ET socks. ET socks are strong. A different look for Mr. Wogan. Mark Wogan. I was a rebellious teen. The natural place to end up was the kitchen. In times two, he's gone for the das boot. Look here. Oh. That's a das boot kind of. I mean, what? What isn't improved in life by a polo neck? Yeah, it's, it's very strong. Again, it's very strong. You know, very strong. I mean, it's a, it's a, for those of a certain age would see it as a tad Valdunican. Yeah, thank God uh, this podcast can be watched as well. Yeah. Um, it has its own YouTube channel, doesn't it? It does. Spoon, it does. you have your own YouTube well, channel. Well, so what you do Come is on. you just search yes. Spooning with Mark Spooning, Wogan yeah. wherever you get your podcast. Uh-huh. And on YouTube, and you'll be able to find us. It's great it's, format. It's up at 7am every Thursday. It's great format. Uh, you're really good at interviewing people. I love your interview with Tom. Um, Thank you. you. Know, and they're not, they're not, these aren't long form. They're about half an hour-ish, aren't they? Yeah, well, you know, those long form ones can be quite a commitment. No, they can. By the way, there's nothing wrong with anything. Mm-hmm. You can go a long call holiday or you can go around the corner. It doesn't make any difference. But yours is a shorter format. But you get so much out, out of Tom Kerridge. I didn't realise his whole origin stories. The fact he was an actor, the fact that he was, he's been in stuff that we would have seen. He was mostly cast as a, a, a thug. He was cast in one <laughs> one thing, one very famous programme as th- in, his, his, in the credits. He was, what? Miss Marple. Thug 2. Yeah. Thug two, he came up as not thug, well, not second thug, or son of thug, thug two. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, so he stopped doing that. He stopped doing that. And, he, and luckily, he started to cook. And also, I didn't realise that Beth proposed to him within eight weeks of the meeting. Yeah. Because she re- she she clearly recognised that he needed uh, help, ha- permanent like, help, like we all do for the rest us. of his life, like we all do. Yeah, it's the, it's the head that turns the neck that turns the head. So talking about um, Son of Wogan, we have a Wogan on the peril. It's all going to be all right, everybody. We can relax now. <sighs> there is a Wogan in the house. Are you listening? Bring your own bread and butter and a bun. Um, your dad uh, and broadcasting and you managing your father. You managed Terry Wogan. What was that like? Uh, it was a thankless task, right, I was going to say. I, w- I would like to say... Talk about getting people to do what was good for them. Well, I mean, I would like to say I did nothing more than Im- dramatically improve his earnings. And right. all he ever in- complained about was the size of his tax bill. Simple as that. Yeah. That's, there's nothing wrong there. <laughs> and you did this with your brother, Alan. I did. So what is Alan doing now? Well, we're still business partners. Right. So Alan and I started home slice together got it and now we have simplicity foods which is our plant-based business by the way i've had your pies your pies are off the chain they'll be available next year right so because they're in r&d i had one about eight months ago yeah they couldn't be any better what's what's the hold up well it's finding the sort of right way of making them on mass you can make them in sort of small batch you know so with us it was about taking the ultra out of Got processed it. foods. So Got we it. always try and find the best way at Simplicity to make the foods. But Neil Rankin, who's also a famous chef, yeah. um, who's our partner and the, and the, and the creative founder of, of the business, is genius at finding those solutions along yeah. with the whole team. No, because Elon Musk said it's not about designing the car, although it's, you know, it's hats off to all the designers and all the R&D. He said, but when you try and produce things, when you try and scale things... 
he says there are 10 thing 10,000 things that can go wrong with the production in the production process of say uh, a Tesla Model X and if one of those things doesn't work the car doesn't get made huh. same thing with you yeah pies you put you put one little bit of seasoning wrong or you or you don't get the pastry the consistency right. and it's and it's 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 slightly harder doing it on a larger scale but once you nail it i would imagine so how far are you away from nailing it? How, what kind of we're hoping We're hoping at the very latest by spring next year. And where could we get these? Because honestly, I'm not joking. These are the best. They're, they're all plant-based. You can't tell. Nope. Uh, I don't know if that can fall one way or another with people. They were. You had to, but you we've had to, taken a revolutionary approach to plant-based. Just let me tell. Yep. They're so good. I had to say to, say to Mark, please stop sending us these pies because it's all we're eating. Sorry, carry on. But no, we've taken a revolutionary approach to plant-based eating. We use vegetables because it turns out they're really good for you and they taste nice. And you don't need to pack it out with lots of things Salt, that, oil and sugar. that you need a degree in food science to understand what they are. Got it's it. just food. Got it. Before we let you go, once again, we've got to clarify on the fact this is a brand new podcast. It's out today. It's called Spooning. It is. Spooning with, one, with Mark Wogan. The only Mark Wogan. And guess we didn't get through all the guests, by the way. Okay, so coming up, we've got as I said, Tom, then Matt Tebbett, then Jimmy and Ewan, Claudia. and then Claudia, and then the Hairy Bikers, yeah. and Helen Skelton, and Brilliant. Dan Snow, and Joe Wicks, and David Gandy. These are all my, done. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving straight here to go and interview David Gandy, which, weirdly, my wife wanted to come to that one. Well, and also it involves blindfolding him. Yes. So she really would want yes. to come. Yes. Talking of which, this is serendipitous. I knew it would happen with the Wogan in the house. Lenny Kravitz. Yes. Right. <laughs> Every time... What's the matter? I think mean, you're more obsessed with Lenny Kravitz than Tasha's. And you wonder why. Just let it go. I can't let it go. I've tried to let it go. David let Gandhi it go. is my Lenny Kravitz. Well, hang on a sec. Yeah. Hang on a sec. Here we go. Here's the conversation, right. Rach. Go on. There is, a, there is a, a new reason for me talking about Lenny Kravitz okay. and Tash. So... We know that if she could recast me in her life, it would be Lenny Kravitz. Okay. If she could recast anybody you've ever heard of in a male role, it would be Lenny Kravitz. She loves Lenny Kravitz. He's older than me. Apart from that, we are, we are we, you can barely tell us apart. Mm. You've tried his fitness regime, haven't you, Vassos? Yes, I have. Which includes what? It includes, instead of doing, say, 10 to 15 squats in every session, you do 77 and then 50, then 30. I mean, it's just, it's exercise plus plus. Every time we mention Lenny Kravitz, not every time, but like, I'd say... One time out of four, mm -hmm. Mark will then text me a photograph of Mark looking a bit like Lenny Kravitz from the waist up. And the thing is, you really do. You don't anymore, but you did. You, what, are you, what are you saying? You're saying no, I've let myself you go? You look fantastic, but he's different level. For a while, you could actually, you could hold a light to him. What was that period? What was going on there? If you don't believe me, I will now Instagram this photograph of Mark Wogan. Go on. So... As I was approaching 50, mm. I decided to get into the best shape of my life. Yeah. And my whole program was fit as F at 50. Right. Right. Uh, took me eight months. Mm. I lost 30 kilos and I got to 7% body fat. And the thing with that is I, you look great naked, but in clothes, people think you're ill. Right. Because you get to 50... Body or face, you can't have both. Is that right? Well, to the point where Unless Susan got Kravitz, stopped though. at school yeah. and somebody said, 
How long's Mark got left? No way. Yeah. Um, I'm in the best shape Lenny's of my life. That. <laughs> but Lenny's 59. Yes. And he face and body, you can have both. Yeah, I think it's and because he gets the hair. I think it's because at some point my face did expand quite a lot. Right. So then like when a, I removed the expansion, there was a little a bit of loose. Semi-deflated blue. Yeah. That exactly. kind of like a slow look. puncture. All right, got it. Have you seen this picture of Mark? No. It's off the chain, Mark. Have you got it? Of course I have. <laughs> You're a screensaver. <laughs> oh, no, who's it's on my, his phone. My, my he phone. carries it around in a frame. Shall <laughs> 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 I put it on the a scroll up? Yeah. It, yeah. was, it was selfies before socks. selfies was going down. I, 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 I left my phone outside. Sorry. It's out there. All right. We'll go, let's play a tune. Stick around. And then we'll check out this photograph. It, it's an amazing photograph. Right. So Mark Wogan's Instagram of his Lenny Kravitz look, Lenny Kravitz-esque look from the waist up is about to hit Instagram. Please have a look at it on mine, at Chris Evans TFI at Virgin Radio UK. Mark, what's yours? Uh, Mark Wogan. 13. Yeah, now I sorry, I knew that. Mm. I, what I meant to ask you, I didn't get there in my head, was how come the 13? That's my birthday. It's simple as that. Yeah, and right. I count it as a lucky number. Okay, good for you. And have it tattooed on me several times. Oh, yeah, you're also big with the tats, aren't you? Yeah. When did they start? Um, unbeknownst to my parents, <laughs> good, already a brilliant answer. <laughs> when I was 15. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you keep that a secret? Um, for not very well, it right. turns out. When so, did they find out? Um, I was probably I probably made it to sixteen before they saw the terrible dolphin I'd had put on my arm. Right, uh, and it sort of started from there. But they, I mean, as you know, I have the odd issue with addiction, and they are quite <laughs> addictive. Yeah, they are. So I, uh, my basically my whole left side is tattooed. Well, they're not actually addictive unless you're. Add it. Add it. Yeah, no, okay. yeah, I take that. Anything is addictive if... <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. But take... I, I, I just love having them done. And is, is, does the dolphin still exist or has the dolphin no, morphed been, into it's, something it's else? Covered, it's covered Can up. Can you still see the dolphin in the middle of things? No. Oh, that's a no, shame. No, no, no. I feel sorry for the dolphin. Well, it, it was a terrible tattoo. <laughs> was it? I mean, they got the nose all wrong. You can't... Yeah. Even I could draw the nose of a dolphin. Well, Maybe I mean, if not you go somewhere skin. at 15 and they don't ask you your age, you've got to ask... Are they are they, are they a actually, reputable yeah. tattooer? Have they just wandered into the shop yeah. and the real tattooist is in the back and they thought, next person that comes in, let's pretend it's ours. But, <laughs> but my favourite one is... Was it in my, Brighton? No, it was in Hamburg. Ke- Kensington Market. Right. Do you remember Kensington Market? I do. Market? I know the tattooist downstairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kensington Market was amazing because it was like this small doorway yeah. and you thought, that's not a market. And of course, once you went in, it was. And it's where Freddie Mercury used to work. Freddie Mercury, that's right. Yes. He used to work in a clothes shop there. Back yeah, Thank you for reminding us of that, if nothing else, on this particular... But my favourite one is my pig that is about here, that so you, came about... OK, Mark is gesturing towards his left Do you hip. want to see the pig? Yeah, go on, see the pig. There's the pig. Like the pig. the pig. Great pig. So, my wife, Susan... Really good pig. ...hates tattoos. OK. Right. And we were away in San Sebastian. <laughs> it was a trip that had taken 12 years to come about yes. because of ash clouds and lockdowns because it was to celebrate my the 40th, then it was to celebrate my 50th. Yep. So anyway, I, And I decided we should mark this occasion with a tattoo. Uh, okay. So I found a tattoo artist, I booked it, and then I told Susan uh-huh. that we are marking the occasion in this way. And she looked at me and said, well, you can only have it if I choose what it is. <laughs> And at that point, a plate of ham on Iberico came down 
in front of us on the table. She went, you're having a pig. Thinking I would say no. And I went, yep, okay, fine. Just don't care. Yeah, don't care. Just ink me, baby. Ink me. All right, great. Anything else you'd like to get out there before you depart, Mark? Just a load of thank yous to everybody who's played a role in this. Johnny, the producer, Chris, Rory, Ewan for all his Good support. Fun. The, my mates like Claudia and Jimmy yeah. who Pitching put up. some trust in yeah. and pitched up and did it. And it, it's been... Honestly, the most fun professionally I can remember having. It's right. been fantastic. Okay, so, and Homeslice still rocking and rolling? Homeslice still rocking and rolling. Simplicity Foods doing really well. Um, you know, mainly because my brother's running it and <laughs> the fantastic Amy, who's head of yeah. operations at Homeslice, is running it while I'm running around pretending to be something else. All right, mate. Great to see you, man. Thank you. All right, Mark Wogan, Spooning. It's available from today. It's a brand new podcast. You can watch it on its own YouTube channel. It's out there from wherever you get all that stuff. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on. Things to do. Don't cheer. You'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio.